This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. One of the things I know many of us have in common is that we want to have a freedom lifestyle, to live and work anywhere we want. But the hardest thing to do is start, especially when you don't have a job that will allow you to be location independent. The fastest and easiest way to begin is to teach abroad. Don't have experience teaching, you say? Well, no worries. I found a great company that can help you start your new adventure. CIEE provides teaching English as a foreign language certification that will give you the right tools to earn money while traveling, all while making an impact on the local communities. Courses begin every two weeks, so get started today. For more information, visit CIEE.org slash OBL. I can't wait to see you start living your location-independent lifestyle today. This week, I speak to Sepi Tabibian, who is a remote social media manager and Facebook group expert. Hitting refresh after the age of 30 can be a scary and overwhelming situation. But Seppi knew she wanted to live her dream to move abroad and be a digital nomad. So she planned out her exit strategy and today lives in Spain as a remote social media manager and the co-founder of She Hit Refresh, a Facebook group for women over 30 who want to break free from routine and start a life of travel. On this episode, Seppi shares how to hit refresh after 30 and why it's never too late to start living the life you truly want. Seppi is such an inspiring woman who is truly living the life that she wants. So I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I do. Hey Seppi, thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate it. Seppi is such an interesting woman because she had messaged me a few weeks ago about her journey and you have been inspiring me, Seppi. And I was just talking to you about your email coming to me at the right time when I was still deciding whether to finally be location independent full time. And when you sent me that email, it was like a sign. So... (laughs) (laughs) that is wonderful thank you so much for having me and I'm so glad that you know the email resonated with you um, and that you're hitting refresh on your life it's you know it's really exciting for me to be on your podcast I stumbled upon it about a month ago so this is exciting thank you so much thank you Seppi can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you live an offbeat life Yeah, definitely. I'm from Texas, Houston, Texas. Um, Lived a little bit in Austin, Texas. And uh, about two and a half years ago, I relocated to Madrid, Spain. So I've been living here and came over at the age of 35. For Americans, it's hard to get a visa. So I came over on a Teach English visa. Uh, Did that for a year and have found a way to transition out of that and work remotely now. So that's been my most recent refresh. That is incredible. And I love that you were able to start as a English teacher abroad and then to do all of these things now. So what are you currently doing in Spain that allows you to live a location independent lifestyle? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I currently work for an American company that specializes in luxury travel for North Americans to go to Italy. So um, I work on their social media marketing and I've been doing that a little over a year now. It's so great that you're transitioning to all of these different things and to have so many different skills that you didn't know and to learn all of that. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I studied marketing in my undergrad, but you know, before moving to Spain, I was working in Austin for a tech company and learning and development. So my resume, I have one of those resumes that has a lot of different sectors on it and types of jobs. So I never really specialized in anything. And coming to Madrid, I knew I would be starting fresh. I knew I didn't want to teach English long term. And so just through um, some luck and some opportunities, I found myself working in or learning about social media marketing, really enjoying it and finding a way to turn that into a job. When I moved here, I kind of felt like I was starting fresh out of college, right? Starting a new career path. And it's just been incredible to see, you know, how far you can come in such a little time. I know for myself, Sapi, it's really scary right now trying to transition to be location independent. How are you able to transition and to make this pivot and change in your 30s? I guess since I have kind of transitioned a lot in my life, I had the support there when I let my family know this is what I wanted to do. Um, I had the support of people around me, so that really helped make this transition easier. But really, like to get into the logistics of things, you know, I spent about a year creating my exit strategy because in the U.S., I had responsibilities. You know, I was in my 30s, so I had a job, I had a mortgage, I had pets, um, I had a car note. So it wasn't as easy to just get up and go as maybe it was in my 20s. Um, so that was the first step is making a game plan and exit strategy of how to tie up all of these loose ends and how to purge a lot of things so that I could uh, make a life in a new country because I knew coming to Spain, I was hoping it would be something long term. Was there a specific moment in your life when you finally realized that you were ready to leave your life in Texas and to move to Spain? Yeah, there was. You know, I've had an on and off relationship living in Spain since about 2006. But I'd always be here for kind of short stints, a year teaching English and moving back to Texas, so back and forth. And so I was in Austin for four years and very comfortable living there. I had just gone on a little trip to Morocco, um, and through that trip, I was brought back to Madrid, a place I hadn't been in in four years. And just being here again, it awakened something in me that was dormant in Austin. And when I went back to Austin after that trip, I just felt a different relationship with myself and what I wanted. It was kind of my aha moment of like, wow, I forgot how exhilarating it is to live abroad and how much life that brings you, especially for people who love to travel and how much I was missing out on that, uh, living a very um, traditional life in Austin. What your life must look like back here in the United States to what it is now in Madrid must be so different. Can you run us through what your average day looks like? Yes, definitely. Well, yeah, since I work remotely, you know, I have autonomy over my time and location, but I spend, you know, Madrid is my home base. I wake up in the morning like everyone else, do my little morning routine. And then, you know, I work from different places. I worked at home for a long time when I started remote, but I'm a social being and working from home was very distracting. So now I'll go either to a co-working space or Google has opened a Google campus here where the public can go work from. So I'll go there just to be around other like my people uh, work a few hours and then I try to spend the afternoon you know having a nice lunch taking time for me things that maybe I didn't do in the US work a little more in the afternoon and then spending a lot of time perfecting my Spanish and as well on my side projects what about feeling loneliness does that ever happen to you as a digital nomad Yes, it does. Especially I think the older you get, the more you appreciate 
your friends and family back home. And so coming to Madrid, I had some acquaintances because I had been here before. But, uh, you know, to be honest, this last trip, you know, I went back to Houston for Christmas and spent a lot of time there, about six weeks with family and friends. And I had a little doubt of what I was doing in Madrid. You know, I actually went on an interview in Houston and was almost considering giving it just one more year in Madrid and maybe moving back because of that feeling of, um, loved and having, you know, those people that know you that I, that was lacking in Madrid. Um, came back, I've been back to Madrid since January and things have really changed since then. And really it comes down to the people that make the place, right? So I had a lot of acquaintances before Madrid, but I feel like I've been fostering deeper friendships here um, that make me feel less lonely. How do you make friends when you're living in a new place? Yeah, it's difficult, especially, again, I think the older you get, um, the more difficult it is. So what I do is Madrid and most cities, there's a lot of events going on. And I uh, try to go to as many that I can that interest me to meet new people. And on top of that, I also created um, an event here. I became a blogger two years ago and I was looking for a community of bloggers here. There wasn't one. So I started one and I've met probably my closest friends through through that community. Yeah, I love your community. And also you have one on Facebook. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so back in November, I started a, a Facebook group called She Hit Refresh. And that's like, you know, the refresh button on your computer, F5, refreshing your computer, refreshing your life is what it what it means. And it's a community for women 30 years and older who want to break free from routine and start a life of travel and for women who are already doing so. I love that community and I'll definitely be going on that, Seppi. <laughs> Yay! We're happy to see you there. <laughs> and make sure everyone to listen to our extended interview with Seppi because she's going to share with us how to create an effective and successful Facebook group. So I can't wait to talk to you about that, Seppi. <laughs> Great. I can't wait to talk about it either. What has been the biggest setback that you've encountered throughout your whole journey and how do you handle it? Well, I think, you know, the biggest challenge being here as American is the visa situation and finding a job. This uh, trajectory of getting to remote work and social media marketing hasn't been easy. There have been a lot of opportunities in Spain that have been great to work with Spanish companies and just being passed over because I didn't have a work visa here. It's very hard to obtain that. So that's been hard. Trying to to build this career and having it not be as easy as it would be if I were back in the United States. Yeah, that's definitely a huge hurdle to overcome, especially if you do want to continue on to this lifestyle. Let's talk about language learning. So we had mentioned before this interview that you had to learn the language and you've been traveling back and forth to Spain. How are you able to learn the language in order to work in that country? Yeah, so immersion is key. Um, I spent a year in 2006 in Cordoba, which is the south, is in the south of Spain, and really no one there speaks English, so that helped a lot to learn to really build a foundation. And then, you know, I moved to Madrid after that, and I had a Spanish boyfriend, which, you know, that's the other key, <laughs> took me to the next level. And now being back, I would say it's actually more challenging now because, you know, when you move abroad, you want to make friends, and it's obviously easier to make friends with people who speak your language. So a lot of my uh, friends here are foreigners whose main language is English. So I spend a lot of time speaking English. My work's in English. So right now, I'm making a lot of personal effort to really maintain my Spanish which is I still go to Spanish classes. I still meet one-on-one -on -one with people to practice. Um, and I'm trying to go to more events in Spanish. 
it definitely takes a lot of effort to learn the language because it's a skill that you're trying to learn and being immersed in it will definitely help. So you mentioned boyfriend. <laughs> how How is it for, for us women, we're in our 30s, if you're single and you're going to a different country and you're trying to meet friends and also hopefully significant others, how is that like, what is that environment like when you're traveling? You know, it, I think it depends where you are. Luckily, Madrid is a city full of singles in their 30s and 40s. So that's good for women, you know, come here. Austin was not a place. Austin is a big um, college town. So my demographics weren't there. But I don't know. You have to be open to meeting people. I think you need to say yes to a lot of opportunities, you know, to hanging out with people. They invite you. You never know who you're going to meet and who you're going to meet through, you know, friends of friends. So just be open, I would say. I mean, I'm still single, so I'm not sure if I have the best advice. But. <laughs> <laughs> but just be open and be positive and don't get jaded because <laughs> that could easily happen to to us and also okay so I have not been in the dating world for a really long time I've been with Aaron my boyfriend for over 15 years so wow, that's incredible <laughs> this was pre-tinder and all of those things and I think all the online dating stuff just started do you use online dating because I have no idea whenever people ask me dating advice and I always say I have no idea what to tell you because of <laughs> I'm like a prehistoric dater <laughs> Yeah, be happy with that because the, the online dating, I don't know. I mean, I still use it from time to time. And to be honest, I've had some great dates here in Madrid with it. I haven't met anybody really that I wanted to see again. I did meet a few that I dated for a little bit longer, but it didn't work out. I don't know, you know, being... In your 30s, you did grow up before, obviously, all these dating apps. And I kind of like meeting people the old-fashioned way. So just meeting someone in the street or through a friend is how I imagine and hope I meet someone. <laughs> Not to knock dating apps, but they just haven't worked brilliantly. For me. More, more <laughs> organic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have met so many people through your travels, and now you have this incredible online community on Facebook. What has been the worst advice that you have ever received? When there were a few people who at 35, when I said that I wanted to start over in Spain, really told me to consider how I may lessen my options of getting married and have kids by putting myself in that situation. Um, and I understand, you know, they're speaking out of somewhere fear um, and they don't obviously understand my path in general. But if I would have taken that advice, it would have held me back from all of these amazing things that have happened to me. It's pretty amazing what people's fears and what they're afraid of. They kind of try to put that on you as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, they project that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's incredible that maybe they tried it and it didn't work out for them. But everyone is so different. We don't know what each of us are capable of until we actually try it ourselves. So I'm so glad that you didn't listen to that, Seppi. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I am definitely so much happier here than I was in my previous life in Austin. So I'm so glad and grateful to my former self for making that choice. So as a location independent person and, and you're doing freelance and you're working for yourself, can you share one or more productivity tip that has worked for you? I was staying at a co-living space um, about a month ago. It was my first time there. And we were having kind of a Skillshare se session. And I mentioned that I am having trouble being productive, you know, working alone, working remotely, working at home. And uh, somebody mentioned using the Pomodoro technique. Are you familiar with that? No, tell me more. 
Got it. Yeah. So they said, you know, it's a technique where uh, you take 25 minute chunks of time and you just focus and do your all and focus on the project at hand. And then you take a break for five minutes after that and then go back into the Pomodoro, the 25 minutes being focused. And that has helped me immensely because before I would find myself, you know, trying to write a blog post and then jumping into Facebook, going down a rabbit hole, wasting an hour. And this Pomodoro technique has really uh, helped me focus and give me like giving me those five minutes to look forward to to treat myself with a little Facebook. But at the same time, allowing me to get my stuff done in an efficient manner. Oh, that's such a great idea. I'm going to try that today. <laughs> yes, try it. I mean, it sounds so simple that I didn't think it would work. And I found that uh, it has been perfect for me. That's awesome. I love hearing all of these productivity tips and also trying all of them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are you able to finance this career at the start? And how do you continue to create income today? Yes. Yeah, so when I moved here to teach English, it definitely was not a salary that I could sustain myself at the same lifestyle I was having in the U.S., so I came with savings. Even when I got I got hired by a Spanish company, the salaries here are quite low. So I was still supplementing my lifestyle with savings. Um, luckily, though, you know, what I have found is that if you can find a remote job or freelance job, definitely with companies in the U.S. and you're and if you're living in a country with a lower cost of living, it makes it easier uh, to sustain your lifestyle. So I try to just seek U.S. companies and you know, I watch what I spend and I don't live an ex- extravagant life, but definitely I'm able to do the things that I want to do here in Madrid. It's a whole nother lifestyle that you're embarking on. So we have to switch it around and do things differently. Definitely. And I noticed that um, it wasn't even, I think, a conscious decision, but I just don't consume as much here in Madrid. I definitely spend my money more on experiences. Every time I go back to the U.S. to visit family, I'm just you know, if I step into a Target or a grocery store, I want to buy everything and that I don't have that urge here. So that helps definitely not consuming. <laughs> yeah, especially if you don't have that space anymore. If you're only mm. there for a few months and you have to keep moving, you don't want to keep carrying that like a turtle with all of this stuff on your back. You are so right. Yes, that definitely helps. That's exactly it. When you're a digital nomad, location independent, you start to consume less, which is another great thing about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Less clutter is less, you know, stress in my mind. <laughs> Achieving your goals and your dreams is obviously not easy and there's a lot of obstacles along the way. How do you usually handle stress and anxiety when you're faced with them? Being vulnerable and being able to talk about it with people helps a lot. Something that I've learned later in life. So yeah, so definitely reaching out to those people that you know you can trust and that can listen to you. Also putting things into perspective. I just try to always remind myself if I'm stressed that this is going to pass, this is temporary, something good is going to come along and just stay active. I realize, you know, being at home and working by myself is not always conducive to the mo- the healthiest mindset. So just getting out and being around people helps a lot. Yeah, it definitely helps with the way you're feeling and when you have support around you. And that could be really difficult when you're on your own in a new city, but it's great to be able to meet other people who are similar like you or even they have other aspects or opinions, but you can get together and talk about that and just have support in that way. You have to make an effort. Those people aren't just going to be there. You really have to make an effort to foster relationships to help you um, be able to feel comfortable um, <coughs> speaking up with someone. Sepi, you talked about being a social media marketer right now. How were you able to get that job and do it location independent? 
came out of starting a blog just for fun. So I started a blog early 2016 about vegetarian food in Madrid. And by creating those blog posts and creating social sites, Instagram and Facebook to support it just for fun, I realized that that became my portfolio and people had found me through that and had approached me for me for freelance gigs. So when I found uh, the job working for this travel company, uh, they saw my work through my portfolio and that's how they validated uh, my skill. And, and you know, that, that helped a lot immensely. I love that it came from a passion you already had and you are enjoying what you're doing while you're also traveling. Yes, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's amazing what can happen when you just start coming out of your comfort zone and actually doing what you love, right? (laughs) Yeah, I encourage everybody to just play around and explore. If you have an interest in something, yeah, just start. Don't worry what other people think and don't wait for perfect conditions. I knew zero about blogging and I just told myself one day, okay, I'm going to start. Seppi, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you are looking back at your life. What legacy do you want to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, I think the legacy that I want to leave is more about how I made people feel. Maybe not so much professionally, although professionally I would love to have a legacy of um, helping people find their path. But more importantly, it's about yeah, family and friends and how they remember me and hopefully they remember me in a really loving light. It's so important to have that because 50 to 100 years from now, maybe no one will remember us, but our families will. And you'll be talked about generation to generation because that is the closest thing to you. You have that bond to them. So it is. It's a great legacy to be able to have that within your family. Yeah, it is. And it's something, again, I learned later in life. I think I lived a lot of my life very selfishly um, in the sense that I was always Uh, doing things for myself and planning for myself and not always reaching out to those around me because I was just so consumed with what I was doing. And I've really learned a lot from people in my life who have been, who are very selfless. And I've luckily been able to pick up that, that trait from them. And it's really enhanced my life and my relationships with people. Let's get to some fun questions. Some Some people like myself nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you, hiking, traveling, and really cheesy romantic 80s coming of age movies. Uh (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sophie? What do you nerd out on? Oh, so I mean, it's not that embarrassing, but I guess like really cheesy Spanish TV shows like sitcoms. People are very surprised here in Spain that I've watched maybe all of the cheesiest sitcoms here. Like Full House, cheesier. That's what I'm really into but in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like a really fun thing to nerd out on. If you were given a one minute ad slot during the Super Bowl that you can't sell with the potential to reach millions, what would you fill it with? Well, I think a, a quote that I've seen recently that really resonated with me would be, if you can't beat fear, do it scared. Just really lean in to the fear because fear holds a lot of people back from really developing who they are. That would be your ad? That's a really cool one. <laughs> yeah, that would be my ad. <laughs> what has been the most unusual job that you have ever had and what did you learn from it? 
Oh God, I've had so many jobs. Well, I don't know if it was so unusual, but I did have a job while I was here in Spain. It wasn't actually a job, but I was helping a friend out who had two very young children, um, like a four month old and a one and a half year old. And I lived with them for a bit. And I think I learned from that <laughs> experience that well, I don't want to do parenting on my own and that kids are tough. That's what I learned. <laughs> Children are tough. So as I weigh that decision, I'm 38. So, you know, um, there's not a lot of years that left, but I'm still not sure which way I want to go with children. So that experience really helped me think about things hard. <laughs> children are tough. So as I weigh that decision, I'm 38. So, you know, um, there's not a lot of years that left, but I'm still not sure which way I want to go with children. So that experience really helped me think about things hard. <laughs> As you mentioned, you're 38, and I know once we hit 30s, people start talking to us about settling down, having children, especially as women. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of that. What would you tell someone, uh, other females, and feeling like they have no time at all and they have to start all of these things even though they have dreams that they want to accomplish? I think I would tell those people to really um, think about what they want and make sure that the feelings of pressure, um, whether it's internal or external, are really, they're very clear in what they mean. Because sometimes the pressures we feel are just something that society has ingrained on us and it's not really our own fear. So really reflect on that. And two, follow where your interest or drive is pulling you to, because that might be something. You can always try it out. And if it doesn't work, you can go back. Um, just because you want to change your life doesn't mean that's a permanent thing. It could just be something temporary that you need to get out of your system. And then you can go back to where you were. There's always that push from from others, sometimes with people that we love, and they think they're telling us what's best for us. But again, everyone is so different. And all of our journeys are so different that we have to do it our own way or else we're really unhappy and unfulfilled with all of that if we don't do what we really want to do with our life. Totally, you know, each person's journey is very unique and personal. So you know, just stay in your path and don't compare yourself to others. What you're doing is okay and normal. Having traveled to so many different places, what has been the most life changing meeting that you have ever encountered? Oh, I'm trying to think of one in particular. There have been so many places. You know, I think I don't have one person in particular, but in 2006, I went to Iran. So I'm half Iranian, but I went to Iran for the first time with my father and my siblings, and I got to meet a lot of my family there for the first time. So just meeting these relatives of mine um, that I never knew at 26 in a country where my father was from, that was a place that was foreign to me, really impacted how I perceived myself and my family, my father and the world. And it was through that experience that I decided to do a master's in international relations after that. Wow, that was a life-changing meeting for you then. Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> and to see your roots, where you came from, and it must have been so incredible. It was, definitely. It was a beautiful experience that I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to, to have. What are you working on today that's really exciting to you? Oof, so I am working on my She Hit Refresh Facebook group. That, like I said, it's a group for women over 30 who want to change their life through travel. Um, that just started out as something, you know, that a friend and I created and just invited some of our own friends. And it's turned into my passion project where I spend all of my free time providing value in this community for all of our members and just 
reading and engaging and listening to all of these incredible women um, who are doing incredible things in life and who want to make changes in their life through travel. I love your group. And again, make sure to listen to the extended interview with Seppi where she's going to share about her group on Facebook and how you can build a community on Facebook as well. If our listeners want to know more about you, Seppi, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So you can find more information about me um, on my blog, She Hit Refresh. If you're a woman over 30, um, you can join our Facebook group, She Hit Refresh. We're also on Instagram. And you can find me, you know, Seppi Tabibian on Facebook as well. Thank you so much, Seppi. I really appreciate you talking with us. Thank you so much again, Debbie. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Seppi. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Seppi where she shares how to create a successful Facebook group. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.